Hi guys, um, I'm sorry that this took a second for me to post. I have been sick um, and I recorded an episode yesterday and like my voice is really gravelly, like worse than it is right now. And um, also I couldn't even listen to it yesterday for more than five minutes. I was just like, I hate it. So I'm just going to trash that and record this one. Um, I guess I'll start with what everybody wants to hear about, which is my date. It went well like it's so funny I like looking back I was like I'm like looking back I'm like why did I stress like that like why did I literally lose my mind I was so close to not going for what I had so much fun it was great so it's a great first date um and I know that a lot of people like have horror stories but as for my first date in several years like I couldn't have asked for a better one um and I know that I'm gonna have terrible ones eventually but I'm just glad it wasn't this one because I probably wouldn't go on another date for a long time if I had a bad, bad story with this one. It was nice though. He, he kind of like took the reins in terms of what we did and I was just along for the ride because we did a lot of different stuff, but I was just like along for the ride, which was nice because not to like equate this to my relationships, but when I'm like actually dating someone, I feel like I take the reins and I take control of like what we're doing and like I have to plan it and all this stuff and a part of me is like do boyfriend do my boyfriends just let me do that because they know that I like being in control or is it like they actually just don't care about like planning stuff it's like if I didn't plan all these things would we have gone anywhere I'm not so sure but anyway so it was nice I was just like literally go with I was go with the flow and I just did whatever and um it was cool and I know a lot of people are like isn't she supposed to be single? I thought she said she was going to be single for forever. Yes, I am. Um, but I can go on dates. I can go on some dates and have my fun. There's a big difference between like dating and like, like casually dating and like being an exclusive in an exclusive relationship. So I'm going to keep going on dates. Um, cause I had a great time. So I've been feeling pretty shitty for the past week or so. Um, not just because I'm sick, which by the way, just like a gentle reminder for everybody to take care of themselves. I feel like the past two weekends, I've like been so set on like, okay, I have to have so much fun. I have to go out Friday night, Saturday night, be out pretty late, like drink and whatever, and just like be a little bit crazy, like, or else, you know, I'm, I didn't have a successful weekend, which is just not true. Like that's such a BS. So I think I need to find like a good balance of like going out, enjoying myself, but also like resting and taking care of myself. Um, because I don't need to like prove myself to anybody. I don't need to like go out and have a crazy night for my weekend to be fulfilled, if that makes sense. So I'm letting that sink in. Anyways, I've been feeling shitty, not just because I'm sick, but because this weird limbo of like me being in an Airbnb in Brooklyn for the last week and a half has like really started to get to me. I just feel like I'm the type of person who needs to accomplish or who, yeah, who needs to accomplish at least like 10 things in a day. Because being busy and like feeling a little bit chaotic at all times is the way that I stay sane. That being said though, it's extremely easy for me to like do nothing all day and then I'll feel like absolute shit about it, which is what's been happening for the last two weeks or whatever. I've been going to bed around like 1am every night. I've been sleeping till 11 almost and then I basically just like muck around all day. I'll go to a coffee shop, I'll like answer a couple emails, but like I'm not doing anything super crucial, super important. Feeling like I haven't accomplished something is like each day is like really 
really getting to me. Being an adult is difficult in this way because nobody is around to tell you to like get your ass up and do something with your day. Get your ass up and work. Um, sorry. <laughs> in my situation, I don't have a nine to five to go to. So my days are literally whatever I want them to be. It's because they're so empty. Like I don't have a lot of cell tapes to submit right now. I don't have a lot of brand deals at the moment. Like because of that, I'm not motivated to do literally anything, which then makes me feel like shit. And I can't do my social media job because I'm empty and I have nothing to talk about. And so, you know, me posting on social media, like I post when I have something exciting going on, which hasn't been happening really that recently. I mean, I went on a date and that was fun. But um, even when I have something to talk about, I will film it, I'll watch it back, and then I'll convince myself that nobody wants to see any of it and it's like stupid and I should just delete it. And that's been happening pretty much every day for the last week. I don't know why, like I don't know what's going on. My anxiety, I guess, is just getting the best of me, Um, which is weird. Like I'll have a week of this, like just me feeling down and like, anxious about pretty much everything and then like I'll completely forget about it because I'll be back to normal and like feeling great and so it's just like every time it happens it probably happens like once maybe one once a month like this shitty week that I have maybe once every two months actually um I'll like re-remember and I'll be like oh there's that shitty feeling again like I feel like I'm not good enough like a couple days ago I was about to delete all of my social media for why I was convinced. I was like done with it. I was like, this isn't, this isn't going to work for me. I should just delete all of it. Thank God I didn't because I know I would regret that. And it's also like now that I don't have that much to do, thank God, like I'm about to move into my apartment literally tomorrow. And I think that things will hopefully change. Um, But right now, like, because I don't have that much to do, I'm spending so much time on social media, but not in a good way. Like I'm sitting in my bed and I'm just like scrolling. Um, which is not something that I normally do. Like I usually post on social media a lot. Like I'm active on social media and because it's my job, but I don't normally like sit and scroll. I don't spend that much time on it until this week. And I go on social media and I see all of these people like seeming like they're doing great. Like all these big things have happened to them since the new year started. And it's just like makes me feel like shit. Like I feel like I'm just falling behind in a way. And which that happens a lot. Like I always feel like I'm behind. If I go on social media, I'll compare myself to people and I'm just like, you're not doing enough. You're not doing well. Why? Comparison is a thief of motherfucking joy. Let me just tell you that. And we always say like, you always hear social media isn't real and people only show the parts that are good, but I'm seeing the good parts of these people's lives. And I'm like, well, shit, it can't be that bad for them, huh? It can't be that motherfucking bad because you know, they're doing well. Great things are happening for them. And it's not that I'm like mad about good things happening to these people because I'm not like I, a lot of my friends are just good things are happening to them. And I'm like, I'm so happy for you, but it just makes me feel, it just makes me feel sad, I guess. Or like, I'm not good enough. I don't know. If anyone thinks that about me, like, wow, her life is so perfect. Like, no, it is not. (laughs) My life is really good. Like, blank statement it is but and I love to show everyone that my life being good of course I'm not gonna I don't usually come on social media until right now and be like uh yeah I'm feeling pretty shitty today um because nobody really wants to see that
But anyways, I guess I just have to remind myself that for the most part, that's how life is for everyone. Like, although you go on social media and see somebody's absolute highs of their life and you're like, fuck, they must be just like living it up over there. Um, It's probably not true. And I guess social media just tries to make us believe otherwise. I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard to like not scroll and just like compare, 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 compare. It sucks, especially, I mean, not to discredit other people, but especially as an influencer, like, or, you know, just somebody that does social media in general, you see somebody else's posts, like, doing so well and, like, all this stuff, getting all this engagement, blah, 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 blah. And, I mean, to be fair, my social media has done pretty well recently, um, which is great, and I'm really happy about that. But for some reason, now I've, like, convinced myself for the past week that, like, if I post, it's not going to get any likes and nobody's gonna want to see it and blah 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 um which I know is just so stupid so hopefully I just get out of this funk I just like call it a funk every time it happens to me it's hard it's hard out here man me feeling shitty like this like it doesn't happen that often typically feel really good so as long as I have a good little routine which I think I'm gonna establish starting tomorrow well maybe not tomorrow because moving day is about to be hell on earth but um as long as I establish like a good routine every day and I just like stick to it and make myself do it because again like I wake up and I don't really have anywhere to be nobody needs anything from me that makes sense all I do is post on social media and I'm grateful for that I really am but right now it is like not helping me to not have a routine you know in college like I would have five classes a day and I would like complain and bitch about them all the time. But in a a way, like that was great. I love being stressed out. (laughs) Not being stressed like makes me stressed. I don't have like assignments or like, well, I definitely don't have assignments because I'm an adult. But now that I don't have like deadlines and shit like that, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, where's my sense of purpose? Where's my purpose? What am I doing? So I'm just trying to navigate that. I'm sorry if this is like making people depressed, but I just want to be real with you guys because, you know, somebody called me out on live and was like, you don't talk about mental health, your mental health. And I feel like you really could slash should. And she's probably right because I have issues with it like most people, but I'm talking about this so that people will hopefully relate to it or take comfort in it. I just think it's so easy to like look at a person, especially a person who does like social media for a living and be like, wow, like they are so blessed. Like their life is awesome. Like I'm fucking jealous and they are blessed. Like I know that I'm really lucky, but the grass, the grass, nothing about the grass. I wouldn't say the grass is always greener. It doesn't really apply here, but everybody has their shit. And right now I am in my shit. So, and it's also like, because I've been in this Airbnb, I haven't talked to a lot of people. I've just been a little bit in isolation. It's just, it's really easy to kind of isolate yourself when you're going in through these, when you're going through these periods. Um, I don't like burdening my friends with this type of stuff. Um, So I just kind of like keep it all inside and that's not good. I think that I should probably, I mean, I'm talking about it now to you guys, which is good. My advice, if you're like going through something like that, 
dealing with self-isolation and just like feeling shitty, I would say at the very least, like write it out. I feel like journaling always helps me and I don't do it enough, but I think journaling is a good first step. And then after you journal, then I feel like you can talk to one of your best friends about it because you're probably not going to like trauma dump on them or like, you know, be too much or overbearing because you've already like done it with your journal and now you can like calm down a little bit and say what you need to say without like making them feel overwhelmed. So that's my advice. I should have probably taken that advice about a week ago. So (laughs) don't be like me. Anyways, the next thing I want to talk about, this isn't even what I wanted to talk about, like that whole thing that I just vomited on you guys, that that whole thing that I just, uh, what is the word? Like dumped on you guys. Um, that wasn't even, that wasn't planned, but I felt that it needed to be said. You know what I mean? Anyways, um, fun little topic that I want to talk about today is once a cheater, always a cheater, question mark, because this is like, this is a phrase that we all know. Let's get into it. Let's debunk it, debunk it or whatever. I have been in situations where someone has told me that they have cheated in a previous relationship, which every time I've heard this multiple times and every time I hear this, I'm like, fuck, just a little bit inside. Part of me is like, I don't give a fuck. And the other part of me is like, shit, uh, you're screwed. I will say though that I think like them being able to tell you is a good sign, I guess. I think it's a step in the right direction for sure. Um, it obviously sucks to hear, but I think that transparency is good when it comes to this stuff because yeah, well, it's cheating. So the more honest you can be about it, the better. Um, I think that dating somebody that has cheated in a previous relationship, in my experience, I feel like it did maybe weigh on our relationship just a little bit. Not terribly. It's nothing like that, but I think just a little subconsciously, like in the back of my head, I feel like every time I'm like, well, why wouldn't, if they cheated on their last person, like, why wouldn't they cheat on me? You know, I feel like that's just kind of the logical way to look at it almost. But also it's like, well, this is a completely different relationship. It's a completely different situation. You're a different person. Like they're probably a different person too after doing that. So it's a little bit hard to say. However, once a cheater, always a cheater. I would personally like to believe that this is not true. I think that people really can change and that if they're willing to change, they do. For me, I think the question is like, or for everyone, like, what if you got cheated on? Like I, in my experience, well, to my knowledge, I have never been cheated on. So I think that I'm in the point in my life where if I ever got cheated on, I would immediately leave the relationship. And I think that most cases, that is the best way to go. But there are always exceptions. I think that people really can work on things like that together, which I know might be a hot take. Like cheating is bad, point blank, period, like for sure. I agree. I've never cheated and I don't think I've been cheated on, but I do think that you can come out of somebody cheating on you your relationship can come out and it can come out stronger. What? How fucking crazy am I sounding right now? But it just has to be worth it. Like it really, the person has to be worth it and the relationship has to be worth it for you to like be like, okay, let's work on this together. I guess this is geared more towards people that got cheated on or that get cheated on or that have been cheated on. That's the one I'm looking for. Not more towards people that do the cheating 
just because I don't know what to say to you guys, but I think that you really can be like, okay, you cheated on me. Let's work on it. Let's work through things. I think that with this, like, you have to follow your gut. If your gut and you really got to listen because like you're going to be probably very hurt and like betrayed and blah, 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 all that stuff. You just like really have to clear part the Red Sea a little bit and listen to your instinct. And if your instinct is telling you to end the relationship as painful and as hard as that might be, then do it. But if you think, if you know in your heart, like deep down that this is something that you guys can work through, more power to you. I really believe that. And, you know, they also say like, it takes two for a person to cheat in a relationship. Like it's both your faults. And part of me is like, that is such bullshit. Like nobody put a gun in your head and was like, cheat, cheat on this person, cheat on your girlfriend. Nobody did that. But another part of me gets it. Like in the movies where their relationship has like gone to total shit. So one of them cheated and they realize that it's like both their faults. And I think that's true. I think that if somebody is cheating, like the relationship obviously wasn't great to begin with. It's definitely not like a 50-50 thing where it's like, oh, it's the person that got cheated on. It's as much their fault as it is the person that cheated. Definitely not. I think that there is hope. Granted, if you've been with someone for like two months and they've cheated on you, I would say go ahead and um say ta-ta. But if it's been like four years and they cheated, I mean, still, like for me, I'm in such a place right now where like if you cheat on me, gone girl, bye. Um, But I get that that is not always the case. I will say that I do believe that people make mistakes and I believe that people can change. And I think that if somebody like has the outlook of like, once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't think it's as black and white as that. And I also feel like that's a pretty like negative outlook to have. I mean, it's it's powerful. Like if you can really just be like, no, they're cheaters for life. Bye. I'm not giving them the time of day, even though they're most they're the most perfect person and they make me so happy, but they cheated on their last girlfriend, so I'm done with it. Um, if you have the strength to do that or the mindset, great, I guess, but that's not where I'm at, I don't think. Back to the you being cheated on thing though. It also kind of depends on like the way you found out. Like if you found out because they confessed to you, they told you, I think that's, I don't want to say a good sign because this is a shitty, really shitty situation that I can't even really fathom because again, I don't think that I've been cheated on. But like if you find, if you found out through like going through their phone, oof, that would be really motherfucking tough. Like if they were going to just going to keep hiding it from you or slash keep doing it, or if it's something that's been ongoing, then I feel like you have a lot less of a chance to repair things. There's like difference between cheating and like having an affair essentially, which not that I guess having an affair, is that just for married people? Possibly. Yeah, I think it is. Anyways, my point is that once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't really agree with that. I think that people can save the relationship if cheating has occurred. Um, I think it would be really, really tough and usually not worth it, in my humble opinion. I pray to God that I never get cheated on because, well, that would just be really tough. And I'm sorry for everybody that has. I would just like to go ahead and say that it probably has nothing to do with you. Um, and everything to do with them and their issues and just don't 
blame yourself. I feel like I've been friends with people that got cheated on and they have found like ways to make it their fault. And while I, you know, I said that like earlier, I said that the relationship was probably bad to begin with and that's what they cheated. It doesn't mean that it's that person's fault that they should, you know, take blame for it really or feel bad about themselves because of it. That's what I mean. So just want to clarify that because cheating is terrible and heartbreaking and you probably don't need that bitch. (laughs) Probably just say bye. Again, exceptions to every rule. I'm trying to decide if I want to go out with my friends right now, even though I'm like very much still recovering. I probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. I also had a bad experience on the subway today and that was like pretty shitty. So I don't really want to take the subway and I probably should just like go to bed because I have a big day tomorrow. We have a question. Sorry, that was probably obnoxious, but I got this DM and I read it and I'm going to address it. Hi, Alex. I heard you're sick. I hope you're okay and recover quickly. That's really sweet. I absolutely love your podcast. It's so comforting. It feels like I'm going to call it the bestie. I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm actually blushing. Okay. This is long, so I'm skipping through things. Briefly tell you my briefly tell you my situation and see if you have advice. Okay, great. I got broken up with in September. It was very sudden. He did it in an awful way. We had a lot of plans and we were doing great. Sounds familiar. We were together a year and I was his longest relationship. He texted me and deleted it a few days after it happened. Which what is this? This is me. Um, Alex speaking. What is this unsending thing? Like, I guess this is a new thing with the phones, the iPhones. Um, I haven't received that yet. I guess I need to update my phone. Anyways, let me move on. Okay. He texted me and deleted a few days after it happened. We haven't spoken to each other since. Ugh. Why are boys texting and deleting texts? That's so strange. The thing is we have to see each other every day in college. Oof. We're both acting as if we don't know each other, which hurts. He is acting like I never meant anything to to him. He joined Tinder a week after and changed his appearance straight after. He runs away from me and doesn't talk to me at all. I'm acting as if I'm doing better than ever, even though I'm dying inside. Oh, he's now friends with all girls, of course. Um, and they post him all the time. He's going out most nights and getting drunk, etc. He still follows me on absolutely everything, but doesn't like my post or any I'm in. We go to the same events or college and he spoke about me to strangers when he was drunk a month ago, but refuses to talk or approach me. Okay. So my question is, how would you deal with seeing your ex every day? It's gut-wrenching when I see him and I see the girls posting, grabbing his face, etc. I'm vomiting for you, girlfriend. Um, sorry. Even though they were my friends before. What? As he made no effort to make any in college. Ew. What? Should I contact? Should I continue no contact for the next two years? Or should I talk to him and risk embarrassing myself or making it awkward? What would you do? So I think that it's very clear that this man's is hurting. He's ignoring you. He's on Tinder immediately after. He's partying. I just think that he's not doing well. Not to say that people that party a lot aren't doing well because I'm doing great. <laughs> um, but in this case, I think that he's he's not doing well. Changes appearance, like all these things. No, he's there's no way in hell that he's doing well. And I think that you just have to, I don't want to say take comfort in the fact that he's not doing well because that sounds a little mean, but like, hey, whatever you got to do. I think that you just need to understand that you are not any worse off than he is. And because of that, you're actually better off. What? Did that sound stupid or was that really deep? I don't know. Um, gosh, doing this podcast has actually made me feel so much better. I'm so glad I did this. 
I have not really been in a situation where I have gone through a breakup and then had to see them all the time after. The only thing that I can kind of equate that to is that when my first boyfriend and I broke up, I would go home because he and I live in the same city. I would go home and I would be so, so anxious all the time that I would see him, see his family, like anything. And I'd also in a way be worried that I wouldn't see him. Like I would be sad thinking like, okay, I go home for Christmas break and I might not even see this guy who was my best friend. And like, I absolutely think that you should continue no contact. I think that in general, most men, most straight men will let you know when they're missing you. They don't think, I've said this before, but they don't think like we do. And they will just go ahead and tell you their feelings Unless they are like extremely emotionally aware and like understand that, oh, me texting her like might push her away more. But most people don't think like that. And since you said he's very emotionally immature, I have a feeling that that's not how he thinks. But this is also like a follow your gut thing. If you need closure, you know what? I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna like give you that. I, <laughs> I think that you don't need closure. I know it sounds ridiculous a little bit, but. What I'm trying to say is you don't need closure from him. You have to find closure within yourself because once you do that, you'll find your peace. As soon as you accept the fact that he's not coming back, there's a much higher chance that he will. I don't know why that is, but that's just how it's been in my experience. If you start taking the steps you need to take to move on, he will probably come back. It doesn't seem like you necessarily want him to come back, but I think you're looking for contact and he will give it to you once you're healing if that makes sense which then it's annoying because it's like okay I'm actually doing pretty well now now you're gonna reach out but that's just how it goes um I definitely think that you should not contact him no contact is powerful and it's so fucking hard sometimes like believe you me I know that it's hard I just think you need to remind yourself that like he's not worth it this man's is not worth it. He's partying with your so-called friends and like on Tinder and drink. Like it's just, it's not, he's not worth it. I'm sorry that he broke up with you so suddenly. I completely understand. Um, it's almost shocking in a way I feel. It's not even almost shocking. It is shocking when it's happening. Like you're, you're really like, what the fuck is going on? Like it's so weird to think about, but that shit, you just have to like step back and be like, okay, I do not need to be in this situation because it's just going to make you more emotionally exhausted and just like, it's not necessary. You don't need it. So no contact, girlfriend. Yeah. So next week, I'm not going to post on Sunday. I'll probably post on Wednesday. You know what that motherfucking means? That means that I think Sorry, I'm saying it with certainty, but I'm actually not so certain. But I think that I will be posting this with a video. Bum, bum, bum. Um, I hope you're as excited about that as I am, which means I feel like I'll have to look a little cute now, which is tough because I personally love recording these looking like a busted something. But I'll be recording this in my new apartment that is going to be beautiful and amazing um, with video, which is exciting. I have a new vlog camera and everything, so I'm going to use that. So yeah, that is the podcast for today. It started off pretty motherfucking sappy, but I think we we got there. We got to a better place. That's typical. I talked through what I'd been feeling, which I hadn't done 
really at all. And so once I did that, I started to feel better. And I think that's just like a little life lesson to just figure out your shit and you'll feel better. Not that it's that easy. Like I'm sure that I'm not, I'm not cured, but it's a start. So I love you guys. I hope you liked this episode. I'm sorry that it was late and I will see you next week. Bye.